Elizabeth Chapel, a lifelong entrepreneur who finally found my niche. After years of new ideas and jumping from business to business, I figured out how to turn a craft into a successful career. In 2016, I started a monthly subscription box for quilters. That little startup has grown into a thriving, multiple six-figure business that I am so proud of. As a published author, designer of fabrics and patterns being sold throughout the world, my favorite thing to do is to teach others how to grow a career of their dreams. Each week you'll hear from me or from other guests who are creative entrepreneurs, so you can learn exactly what to do and what not to do to grow a career that's more rewarding and successful than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to turn your craft into a career that you love, I am so excited you're here. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. Hello and welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. I have this topic on my mind. It is connections and collaborations. And the reason this is on my mind, for one, quilt market just ended. And it is so cool to meet people there, to make connections, and to see the power of connections and collaborations. I also just had dinner at my house for alumni. I love doing that. It's the second year I've done it, and I definitely plan to do it in the future. And I got a DM from someone who came to the dinner just saying, thank you so much. I was able to make connections with this person and this person and uh, the inspiration in the room. So that made me think of this as well. And then uh, Dara Thomason, my life coach, she was in town for market and she came over and we were able to do an in-person coaching call, which was very cool. I really do forget the power of being in person. It's a very different experience than Zoom there. I mean, I'm really grateful for Zoom and technology, but let us not forget the in-person, the power of being in person. But Dara said something in passing about how I'm really great at making connections with people. And this stood out to me because I listened to a podcast years ago. And if I can find it, it was on the eventual, no, the eventual millionaire podcast. And it was a guest who talks about connecting people and um, being a connector. And I listened to it and I loved it so much. I bought the woman's book. In fact, I think it was free on Audible. But listening to that book, actually, I was like, man, I don't know that I've got that skill set. That's cool. I'm glad some people are really good at that, but not me. And so just like boom, boom, boom to have all of these, oh, hey, you did this, you did this. I was like, well, I'll be. Let me talk about this on the podcast because it doesn't have to be as complicated as you think. You may already be doing a great job of connecting and collaborating. And if so, it's really good to be aware of that. So you can do more of it and be intentional about it. And just kind of, you know, it's really good for us to take a moment to celebrate the things that we're doing well at. And if this is not a skill set that you have, or you don't even know it's not on your radar, I want you to be aware of it because it's such a powerful thing for joy, for human connection, and of course, for business growth. So a person that I know who is really good at this is Jess uh, Toulson. She is the CEO of Mixers. 
she's in Utah. And when I am in town, sometimes she'll put things together. She will gather all of these business women and organize a lunch. She organizes events, parties. But the lunch that I went to, she just, it was kind of spur of the moment. She's like, let's go to lunch. And it was these amazing entrepreneurial women who all had different skill sets. I have since had a couple on my podcast. I've hired some of them, worked with some of them. Also, Jess, I would just chat with her and be like, man, I'm really looking for some help with this. And she's like, oh, hey, I've got a couple people I know who are really good at that. Here is their information. All of a sudden, I have these connections of people that have been super beneficial. And it's very important as a business owner to not live in a bubble, to make these connections with other people. And not in a way that's very... You, you, it does serve you, but you do not want to approach it in like, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Because you're not going to make a lot of connections that way. So Jess, for example, of Mixers, she's not sitting there thinking, oh, what can Elizabeth do for me? If I tell her this, if I share this person's information, what's Elizabeth going to do for me? No, no. However, I have tried to give back to her and help her out because she was so helpful for me. There is this thing in human psychology, which is a beautiful thing. It's in our nature of reciprocity, that when you help somebody out, they will help you back. Not everybody, right? And that's not why we should be helping people out. And it comes across that way when you're like, oh, I'm doing this because I expect this back. That's only, uh, eh, don't, I would really strongly avoid that. And, and sometimes it doesn't, right? Not everybody thinks that way or naturally does that. So you don't want to go around feeling jaded because, well, I helped them out and they owe me. But when you do approach things in that way of like, let me just help you out. Let me share what I can. It will, you're paying it forward. Like you will help yourself in the long run. It's a net positive. And so if you're thinking, well, what, how, what does this look like in my business, Elizabeth? I'm not the owner of CEO. I don't know all of these people that I can share and make connections with. So let's dive in. What could this look like for an entrepreneur of any level, really, at the very, very beginning, even just dreaming of it or more experienced? You can create environments where people can make connection. So for example, you could create a small little challenge. You could create a community whether it's a Facebook group or even a DM group, or you organize a Zoom call and it could be free or paid. I did a couple of years ago now, a Dresden challenge. I believe it was paid. Yes, people had to pay to join. And we hopped on Zoom calls. It was a three-day challenge. And I had a pattern from Melanie of Southern Charm Quilts. And it was her Dresden plate pattern. And we got together and worked on it and I gave tips and it was three days. And I have actually made, so Maude of the Retro Quilter and Belle of Seems So Me, that is how I met them, was on that Dresden plate challenge. They joined that challenge before they ever took any of my courses. And they met through that challenge and now they are lifelong friends. And that was just by having, providing a way for people to show up and to see each other face to face and share 
what was going on. And in fact, one thing that was really bonding and connecting for me with Belle, and I don't even know if she listens to this podcast. If she does, she'll be like, oh, well, I'll be. But there, Melanie, who wrote the pattern, I think I had got something happened where there was like a typo or I had printed it off wrong. And everyone in the challenge was asking, wait, what about this? And Melanie was out of town. But Belle was friends with Melanie. And somehow Belle was like the middleman where she's like, oh, let me reach out to her and find out. So Belle somehow stepped up and really helped out with whatever issue. I It was nothing that Melanie had done. It was something in my presentation of her pattern. And so Belle was like, let me help. Let me help. And she was so helpful and sweet and kind that I, I just really loved her and we connected. And because she, it was, she wasn't just a face in the crowd. She really stepped up and like made herself helpful. I was like, Oh, you are that sweet person who I really love and remember. So creating environments where people can meet and connect and also attending those things. So in that example, Belle, she showed up, she signed up and joined the thing And if you show up, being helpful and kind, participating, talking, um, this can be very scary. I know especially a lot of people in my audience are introverts. This can be really uncomfortable, but this is part of it. Lean into just talking, being seen, you know, saying hi. And I... I have a few people, again, in my audience who are such introverts, and they have reached out and said, I just wanted to thank you for this. This is, you know, uncomfortable for me to reach out, but I just wanted to. And I'm so glad they did, because now I know them. They have reached out. It's it's a, a personal connection. So just putting yourself out there and saying hi. So either hosting an event where you are the coordinator, where people can show up and connect, or attending those events. I, you know, it's on my bucket list to make a list of all the classes and seminars and groups that I have joined. It's a lot. And I have made some amazing connections because I have done that. Some of them, not so much. Some are hit and miss. But you don't, you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater. Is that what you say? If you go to an event and it it, it wasn't what you thought, it doesn't mean you stop going to the events. It means you try another one. Because really, when you make connections with people, you start to see the beauty and the power of the whole being better than its parts. So I was thinking a car, let's just take a car. If you go into a car and you just take a steering wheel or a little piece of the engine or, you know, take it apart and disassemble that car, those pieces are not very valuable to the average person. You're like, what am I going to do with that? But you put them all together and the value is goes way, way up and people want that. And I've seen that in, in the business world as well. One person on their own can offer something, you know, that is of value, but you add a lot of people together and they can provide something that's way better than it would have been on its own. So for example, I'm thinking right now, the quilt pattern writing course. I have some guest teachers who come in and talk about different aspects of, you know, the business of writing and selling quilt patterns, that the value of that course goes way up, because it's not just me that you're hearing from, you're hearing from all these different aspects from the industry that I could not provide on my own. 
And that value goes way up. And also right now um, with Karina Gardner, she, we know each other because she reached out. She simply reached out and said, I love your podcast. I have one as well. Would you like to do a swap? You can be on my podcast and I'll be on yours. Because of that, of her reaching out, we are now friends. I joined Stacey Tushel's mastermind with her. We've gone to a retreat in Nashville together. And right now, currently, I am a guest teacher in her design summit. It's totally free, but there's all of these amazing teachers who are teaching for free at this design summit. It's to grow the email list. And then she's going to continue to reach out to those people to, to offer her products. That becomes super valuable because she's made connections with all of these people. And we want to work with her because she's been a great friend. She has offered value to, to me. I can't speak to the others, but I'm assuming to them as well. She invited me on her podcast. She shared about the quilt pattern writing course to her audience. It's this beautiful give and take relationship. And when she asks for something, I'm like, oh, I'd love to, you betcha. And so the, the whole becomes much more valuable. And the more people that you know, the more valuable that is. You, the relationships and all of that. And so I kind of touched on this at the beginning, like, be so careful. Yes, it does benefit both of you. But when you approach something with that mindset of like, what's in it for me? It just, people can smell that out, you know, they can sniff that out. And like, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to feel like someone's being disingenuine or that all they care about is what's in it for them. And so just be sensitive of that. Um, really approach things like what could I do for them? So I had an experience with this myself being on the receiving end. I was at quilt market in, oh gosh, 2000, I don't even know, maybe 2018. And I met somebody and they said, oh, you have that subscription box. And they just said, okay, well, I'm a quilt pattern designer. How, not even so much, how can I get my patterns in your box? But like, I want my patterns in your box. And they hounded me and it was very uncomfortable for me. I, I think at this point where I am now, I would just say, you know, send me your proposal. And if it's a good fit, we'll let you know. But at that point, I wasn't as confident kind of setting up boundaries and saying, I'll get back to you. So I was like, oh, maybe we'll see. And they were like, okay, well, how many boxes do you sell? How, how can I get that to you? Um, just pushing, pushing, pushing. And every time I saw them, they would bring it up. And they did not once ask what they could do for me. It felt really one-sided. And then years later, I met this person again. And again, they reached out, can you please share about this? And it was such a turnoff. And I'm really trying to evaluate. It's much easier for us to see these flaws and others, you know, or any flaws. I'm, I know that I've done things in my own life, but, you know, it's easier for us to remember when it was done to us. So I just remember thinking, this is so uncomfortable. I I don't even really know how how to handle this, but it was not something where I was like, yay, let's work together. However, then I had someone reach out to me and say, I would love to have you as a guest on my blog. I pay you for this. Here's what I'm looking for. I'll share about it with my audience. 
So they are asking me for something and it serves them. They wanted content for their blog. However, they were offering to pay me. And when they, they pitched me and they proposed this idea, yes, it was what's in it for them. But they didn't approach it or present it that way. Like, I would like you to do this for me. They said, I will share about this with my audience. I will pay you. I have, you know, I share about it on Pinterest. I'll share about it on my newsletter. They very much approached it as in what's in this for you. And I was like, sure. And it ended up being phenomenal. I I wanted to create a really great blog post. And then, you know, I wanted to create value because they were being so nice. But then sure enough, that blog post has gone just viral and it's grown my email list by, oh, 20,000. Um, it's, it's bananas. And so that's the beauty of when you approach somebody and what's in it for them, how it can really benefit both of you. And so, you know, if you reach out to somebody, I, I know a lot of people at the beginning of their businesses, they're like, but I don't have a lot to offer. I don't have a big audience. Let's think outside the box. As a business owner, your value is not simply in the size of your audience. The value you can bring is in you do the work for somebody, you pay for something, you share a free product. I cannot tell you the value of somebody doing work. If someone reaches out to me and just presents me with, here is a post for your social media account, it's a beautiful reel, I use your fabric and I'm making a quilt pattern with it. Would you like to use that? Yes, of course, I would love to. That's me promoting someone else's pattern or whatever because it benefits me. It is showing my fabric and it's giving me content for my social media that I don't even have to think about. And it's beautiful. Those are those are things that are hard for, they take time, you know? It's time and energy and effort. And if someone can provide that to me for free, that's amazing. That's huge value. And so then the key is to to actually know who you're reaching out to. Know their audience. If you're going to, like, what if you reach out to me and say, hey, I have a beautiful reel for you, but it doesn't include my fabric. In fact, it includes some other manufacturer, let's say Moda, and I designed for Art Gallery. It includes a designer from Moda, and it doesn't have one of my quilt patterns in it. I'd be like, a little turned off by that because while it hits one of those boxes, it is free social media content that saves me time and energy. It's marketing the wrong thing. And so when you reach out to someone to offer them something, make sure you actually know their audience, that you know their business, that you are offering something to them that they are going to genuinely be excited about and it will benefit them and their audience. And then also when you reach out to someone I would suggest reaching out first to just be friends. So letting them know who you are, comment on their, their stories, re- leave comments on their posts and on their reels. If they have a newsletter, reply to their, their e- weekly emails or however often they send it out, reply to their emails and make it personalized. Like, oh, this is so cool. Don't ask for things. You don't want to create more work for them. Like, can you share the link for this? That then creates more work for them to go and find the link or to make it awkward like, oh, sorry, I don't have that. So don't, you know, create more work for them. So simply just being aware of them and having them be aware of you. 
because there are people who've left so many comments in a good way or DM'd and now all of a sudden we are friends. And some of those friends that I've made, because they listen to the podcast and they'll send me a DM or shoot me an email and just say, hey, thanks, this meant so much to me. It really impacted me. And then they'll DM again. And now I really have some sincere friends because of them just reaching out. And there are some who we plan to do collaborations and do things together with, all starting from a friendship, not starting from them reaching out saying, hey, can you do this for me? Can you share this for me? Um, So the biggest thing with collaborations is being sincere. What is in it for the other person? And genuinely just not thinking what's in it for me. And I also, I'm aware and I'm thinking of, as I say this, some people might think, oh, I need to bend over backwards and give everything for free and do all of these things and never get paid for it. And just, you know, I, I don't want that either. Like notice the example that I gave and the example of the real, this person reached out and said in that imaginary example, Hey, I used your fabric and I created a reel with it. That benefits me. It's not just them saying, hey, can you share this? So it it has like value. You know, they've done something that that brings value to my audience and to my to my customers. And then let's not forget about the connections. Connections are huge. This has been really fun for me to see. So my sister, my twin sister, in fact, is starting a business. And it's so funny. She just quietly is going about doing her business. And I'm a business coach. And so every once in a while, I'm like, wait a minute, what? Why didn't you ask me about this? Let me help you with this. But she joined a mastermind. And I she mentioned like week two of meeting, oh, I'm meeting with my mastermind. I was like, wait, what? Hold on. You tell me about this mastermind. How did you find it? Who's in it? What are you doing? Um, so she joined a mastermind. And she's just had some cool things happen along the way that even got her to the mastermind. But since joining that mastermind, she has made some amazing connections. She was able to go and be featured on TV. She's brand new business starter, but it's because of a connection in her mastermind. And this weekend, she's going to a pinners conference. And she was like, man, I don't know if I can do that. And someone from the mastermind was like, oh, I do pinners. Like, that's my job. I set up people's booths. Let me help you. So connection, connection. Um, I'm trying to even remember there were other things that happened simply because she joined this mastermind and she had these connections and she's a brand new business owner. And these people were so sweet to say, let me just help you. But then she told me about those people and I'm like, ooh, let me reach out. I could hire them for this. So because these people have just been, she put herself out there. She joined a mastermind. She showed up. She joined the calls. And when she was in those calls, she shared because it was the appropriate setting. You know, you don't just want to go out to anyone and be like, oh, what was me? I'm having a hard time with this. In the mastermind setting, she was able to share. I have this pinners conference. I'm a little stressed about it. She was in the room with the people who could help her. So you've got to put yourself out there where you can be with people who might have connections and then talk, you know, let people know what you're working on, what you're thinking about. And just share and let people be aware. And then also pay it forward. You should be sharing with other people too. When you hear of something that's amazing, when someone has done an amazing job, when they've really helped you, 
let other people know, tell other people about it. Another example of this, I just, again, was at Quilt Market. And there is a person who's there who has an amazing skill set in a certain area. And yes, I know I'm keeping this very cryptic, but it's all in the process of being created and just an idea right now. But I've joined a course of theirs just recently, signed up, super excited to dive in and start taking it. And I have an idea of a product that would be revolutionary for for me as a fabric designer, for every quilt pattern designer, quite frankly. And I kind of ran this idea by this person whose course I'm taking. They were like, oh yeah, no, I, I could definitely, like, that's not hard to do. I was like, hold on, what? That's not hard to do. Like, could you teach quilt pattern designers how to do that? She's like, yeah, I just don't have an audience of quilt pattern designers. I was like, aha, uh, that I do have. And so we talked about this. And as we're talking, I'm like, oh, hey, I actually know someone who's really good at course curriculum and will make help you make a killer course, Shanna Boyer. So now because of this conversation, three people can benefit from this. The person who could potentially create this product or course and or course, please, I hope they do. Uh, my audience, my students have this amazing thing that will totally revolutionize quilt pattern marketing. And then Shannon, who's a course creator, we all benefit all, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And there's no negative from this. Like it just brings great ideas and products and growth into the world because we simply talked and rewind that I know of her because I joined a mastermind years ago and we were in the same circle and then I joined her course and she's helped me with my course and just this reciprocity. It's a beautiful thing, but it does take intentionality. It takes being intentional, looking like, what could I offer these people? What, what can they offer me, but in a way that also helps them. So just really thinking about other people. And also side note, I, I saw at Quilt Market with a friend who had a product that's amazing. And someone was like, oh my gosh, I love your product. How can I get it? In my mind, I'm like, oh, well, hello, give it to her for free. Like, just build reciprocity. She's like, oh yeah, you can buy it on this website. And I messaged her later. I'm like, go and give that to her for free. Because you want to be that person who is making connections. If somebody... Love now. I'm not saying any customer out there who's like, "Oh, I love your your product. Where do I get it?" They're a paying customer, right? But when there's someone in the industry where you guys both have a business and you can help each other out, and they reach out or tell you they love your product, please give them that product for free. And I'm not saying that they are going to do the same for you, right? We're not doing this in like, "All right, I'll give it to you if you give this to me." You're doing it to build goodwill, to build connections, friendship, to just be that kind of a person who is um, genuinely like, here, let me help you out. Let me help a sister or a brother out. So with this in mind, what are some takeaway tangible things that you can do? Very first, today, go ahead and just send an email to someone simply thanking them for a product or service that you have purchased from them that you loved. Just simply send an email and let them know that you liked their product or service 
and what you liked about it and what you got out of it. If we can do more of that, so just do the one, just do one today, but hopefully this will start a forward momentum of you looking at and thinking in terms of gratitude. First of all, just thinking in terms of gratitude is a game changer, but building relationships with people where you are genuinely like so thankful for what they've done, it, it builds a really great connection with people, but you will naturally then, which is my number two, start sharing about it with others. So the second thing, the first thing, send that email. One person, if you want to do more, great, but just do one person. Thank them for the product or service and tell them why you loved it. The second thing, think of somebody in the industry that you can talk about in your Instagram stories and share what you love about them or about what they do. And just go on your Instagram stories and share about it. Give them a shout out and tag them. That's it. So it's just really going and looking at other people first and what can I do to help and build them? Knowing that it is a net positive. Again, being very careful to not do it. It gets slimy if the reason behind it is because I want to better myself. Again, people can sniff that out. But if you can genuinely be thankful for what other people do and offer and share about that and let them know, it just creates such a beautiful, abundant workplace life environment. And then the third thing, this is a bit more intangible, but this, but just as important, it is to trust your value. So many people who I coach and work with, mindset is a big hindrance. In fact, I just recently was talking to an alumni and came up with an idea for a money generating idea. And they thought about it and came back and said, I just don't see the value in that. So I'm going to sit on that. I don't, I don't plan to move forward. And I just said, okay, but this person does not value themselves. The product, I won't go into too many details because this was an idea that we had talked about the two of us, but it was basically the idea of people paying to have access to this person. And so ultimately this person does not see the value in themselves. They do. They literally said, I don't see how this is a value. So I don't feel comfortable charging for it. So ultimately this person is saying, I don't see the value in myself. And it's really heartbreaking. I mean, even just saying that makes me somewhat emotional. I did not plan to get emotional about this. It is very raw, very real. And on the surface for me, as I have been working with a life coach and I have been working through my own value. And, you know, I talked about last week that, that I'm really leaning into and discovering that my value does not come in how much money I'm earning. It does not come in the number of followers that I have. That I have value because I am me. And I can approach my business knowing that I love my audience. What I am doing is bringing love into the world. 
And the more that I can reach people, the more love I can spread. And, and so when I see somebody who says, I don't see the value in that, and it's ultimately, they don't see their value. Um, I know because I've been there. Um, but if you can just, and it takes work, right? There is work. I can't just tell you, trust your value. I know because I've had to do some of this work, but if you can sit with and really try to believe that you have value, you yourself showing up imperfectly, you have value that what you offer your friendships, your presence, it is of value. And, and I, I understand, right? This caveat of, but I know I have value, but does my product have value? Because that's something I've gone down this path as well. And it comes back to how am I best opening the door to allow people to understand, learn and grow? So recently, I just got feedback for a product or service that I offered, and I'm keeping it again, very cryptic, because the feedback wasn't phenomenal. And so I ha- I've had to reevaluate it at first. And I'm so glad Dara was here, because as I'm getting feedback, she was here. I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling really uncomfortable about this feedback. And so we did some mind work around it. And So I'm not trying to sit here and be like, no, that product was amazing. That service was perfect. No, let's be realistic. How was the delivery? Some of it wasn't great. Okay, so do I keep offering this thing? If I do, it's going to have to look different. But knowing that my, what I am providing is of value that my heart is good and I have to figure out the vehicle. Like is how can I make that a better vehicle so people can access what I'm teaching them? The the product that I'm bringing forth, the information that I'm sharing is great. I just need to make sure that they're getting it in a way where they can receive it. So whether you're, you have a quilt pattern, you have this amazing idea and you need to make sure that the way you're writing it and presenting it and selling it is great so, you know, you might have someone say, oh, there's so many errors. That chart was terrible. Well, for one, not all value, not all feedback is of value. But let's say that they were right, that it was, there were a ton of typos and errors. You don't throw in the towel. I mean, I guess you could, but no, no, you can say, oh, right. Okay. Yes. How can I get this amazing pattern out into the world in a better way? How can I improve that? Because where I'm coming from is of love and passion and creativity. And that vehicle just wasn't as good as I had hoped. So let's get it better. Let's just fix that and move forward. And know that how people show up with their their reactions to your product, it says more about them than you. Um, it doesn't mean that your product w- wasn't faulty or doesn't need improvement, But people can show up however they want. They can show up kindly. They can show up with compassion. They can show up frustrated and angry and pissed off at the world. And that is a reflection of what's going on inside of them. So that was a deep tangent that I did not plan to necessarily go down with a lot of emotions. But the message is true. You are of value. What you want to bring to the world 
is hopefully of value, you know, think about what you're offering and what you want to offer. How will that impact other people? Is it coming from your heart of like, I love this thing and I'm passionate and I want others so badly to experience this thing and know this thing, then you're onto something good. Then go all in. Then know that that is an amazing, passionate, love-filled thing. And by it being out in the world, it can make a difference. And then your job is to figure out the vehicle that you're getting it out there. And by making connections and making collaborations with others, you can reach more people more quickly and have fun along the way. So today, send that email out. Reach out to one person in the industry whose product you loved, whose service you loved that made a difference, and thank them for that. And then two, go on your stories, your Instagram stories, and just give somebody a shout out. Let somebody know what you really appreciate about them. So thank you so much for being here on the Craft to Career podcast and with reciprocity in mind and paying it forward. If you have not left a review of the podcast, it would mean so much to me. It means so much to the other listeners of the podcast. It can help bring in some amazing guests. So if you haven't, please take just a moment and go and leave a review of the Craft to Career podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'll be back next Friday with a brand new episode. Until then, have a wonderful week.